You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international, covering down on all of the issues. And like the dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right. Well, it's a brand spanking new week, and Boomer's on the board. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. I know you headed to Tennessee for a bit and back. <laughs> a quick uh, quick up and down. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> glad you're back. Thanks. Um, hey, uh, we got plenty to do on today's show. I mean, like, wow, some topics to cover on that are going to take some time. But um, I will say this at 3 p.m., our friend Stephanie Smith is going to be with us commenting on some things related to executive action. But also, by the way, Stephanie Smith has a brand new position. Uh, her professional life has taken a twist. I will not let that cat out of the bag yet, but you're going to want to stay tuned at 3 o'clock uh, to get the scoop, uh, perhaps first in line to get the scoop uh, as to what is new in the life of Stephanie Smith, and uh, we'll talk to her at 3 o'clock. And then I got a triple dipper full of stuff, so Boomer, hit it. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper, three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. So number one, executive action. What happens when the executive branch gets behind something? I mean, executives don't make the law, right? They just sign the law and then enforce the law. But what happens, though, when an executive branch actually says, here's our position? What does it do, good and bad? Well, we're going to talk about it, state and federal. We're going to talk about it. What happens, like right now? There are some things that are brewing, if you will, and some things that have been happening that we can look literally at the executive branch and go, there's the cause. That's what's pushing this. And even though they don't make the laws, they certainly have great influence. They have the power of the, of the office. They have the bully pulpit. So, yes, executive action means something. We're going to talk about it. Number one on the Triple Dipper. Y'all stand by for that. Number two, ah, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, and boy, I got an update on an older story. One of our most dynamic, woke stories that we've had in, in, in the last, I don't know, maybe the last year and a half. We got an update on it. So, yes, number two, adventures in woke world. You're going to want to hear. We got some, I mean, we got some stuff. I mean, just, uh, God. Anyway, we'll cover down on that. Number two, adventures in woke world. Number three, uh, got some very sobering stories out there right now. So, number three, I'm calling it on a war footing. I'm not saying we're going to war, but one four-star general in the U.S. military just recently advised the troops that we may be going to war. I'll tell you about that. He's saying that literally by 2025, he expects that we may well be in a massive conflict. So what else is happening, though, on the scale of that around the world? What other things should we be watching for? And, and is, it, is it a near-peer you know, fight with a, with a large-scale conventional army? Or are we talking about another... Um, you know, operation that's uh, that's at the insurgency level or what? I'll tell you. Number three, war footing. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. But speaking of which, let me turn to my comments for the day. Because I, I caught hold of something this morning that just really just resonated with me. And, and listen, I mean, every so often a speech comes along that is so inspiring that it transcends time. You know what I mean? 
I mean, it still means something to have words that inspire and motivate and push people to new heights, even in the face of extreme odds. I mean, words can be powerful, but when those words are combined with a strong delivery at a key moment in time, well, the words themselves can take on even additional meaning. I've got some speeches in my short list of dynamic orations that I just, I don't love. Like there's Ronald Reagan's Rendezvous with Destiny. It was one of many that he delivered that have just stood the test of time. Or better yet, you can watch it. I mean, read it, watch it, whatever. But Rendezvous with Destiny is one that I highly suggest every one of you take, take a moment for. Then there's Teddy Roosevelt's Man in the Arena that clearly states that it is not all about winning. Sometimes it's about the doing of things that no one else will do. I'm a big fan of Nigel Farage's speech at the European Union when Great Britain's people decided they were having none of the EU anymore and they wanted Brexit to become the law. Winston Churchill, his We Shall Fight on the Beaches speech was a call to stand in the face of tyranny, even if it meant standing alone. MacArthur's speech at West Point on duty, honor, country has become a motto that's been inscribed in stone. All of these are epic speeches delivered by men who had the gift of oratory. They likely spent time developing their comments and prepared to deliver them with the same level of meaning that was actually received. But sometimes... There are also moments when the spoken word is delivered by those who are not accustomed to public speaking. They may not speak as loudly or as refined, but they nonetheless inspire others with comments that are just what is needed at the time. Case in point is a speech that I was unaware of until this morning. It was actually delivered in 2019 by Army Staff Sergeant David Balavia at a Pentagon ceremony just a month before after, excuse me, just a month after President Trump had awarded him the Medal of Honor. Now, I will preempt my recounting of Balavia's remarks by saying that we are in the middle of a culture war. It's a culture war, by the way, that is impacting our military. I don't believe for a second that our troops are all going woke, not at all, or that we are incapable of fielding warriors on the field of battle. To the contrary, our U.S. military, in my opinion, is still the finest in the world, and the young men and women that fill its ranks, they are an all-volunteer force. But at the same time, I do believe that politics and bleeding-heart liberalism has infiltrated at levels that we've never seen before. And it's having an impact as evidenced by 40-year lows in recruiting. Now, some may blame it on an overworked and overdeployed force. I don't. I never met anyone who joined the military so they wouldn't have to deploy. I've known plenty of, like, Beetle Bailey lookalikes who tried to duck hard duty and they complain when they had to go to hard places. But honestly, that's just a part of the tradition of arms. Soldiers and sailors always complain, but then they do their jobs. And then they sit around and tell war stories to those who understand them, and they sit quietly around those who don't understand them. But we don't have a problem, in my opinion, with finding people who are willing to fight. What we have a problem with is the perception being foisted by woke politicians, their appointees, and bleeding-heart, tired, old flag officers who want to sit on the porch. Listen, you tell young Americans that we're looking for the best of the best and we'll train them to fight our nation's wars, they'll beat down the doors of the recruiters' offices. But if you keep on telling them that their requests for religious accommodations on a, on a useless mandated vaccine are going to be denied, or that they must shower with the opposite sex, or that they're part of a systemically racist organization that needs to be broken and fixed, or that sensitivity training trumps weapons training, well, good luck getting them to sign on the dotted line. Now, those are leadership issues. And leadership has been messaging the U.S. military into a dire position in the last couple of years. So back to Staff Sergeant David Balavia's speech at the Pentagon. Now, Balavia had been awarded a Silver Star in 2004 for actions in the Second Battle of Fallujah during the war in Iraq. As these things sometimes do, his medal was finally upgraded to the Medal of Honor and presented to him at the White House by President Trump in the June of 2019. 
A little over a month later, Staff Sergeant Balavia was called upon to deliver a speech at the Pentagon's Hall of Heroes. And in his speech, he minced no words, and he spoke of the warriors he had served with in Fallujah, some of whom died in the same battle that resulted in his own heroics. His comments were captured on video, and they were recently made into a, another video which has gone viral on TikTok of all places. Better than any highbrow speech by a skilled orator, Staff Sergeant Balavia delivered remarks that have grabbed the attention of many and are said to be working in the recruiting world. In part, this newest Medal of Honor winner said this, and I quote, he said, Iran, Russia, China, North Korea, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, they may be watching this right now. Our military should not be mistaken for a cable news gab fest show. We don't care what you look like. We don't care who you voted for, who you worship, what you worship, who you love. It doesn't matter if your dad left you millions when he died or if you knew who your father was. We have been honed into a machine of lethal moving parts that you would be wise to avoid if you know what's good for you. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. We've seen war. We don't want war. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you. So help me God, somebody else will raise your sons and daughters. As of today, that video where that man basically said, we will do what is necessary, has been viewed nearly 8 million times and garnered more than 13,000 comments. The Army has a $600 million advertising budget, which they've been spending in part on ads about things like Susie having two mommies and finding her calling in the Army. And yet this is the video made for free, spoken by a warrior that has garnered all the attention and has a slew of comments about how this, this is the kind of message that makes people want to join our vaunted U.S. military. So tell them you will help them to find their compassionate side or develop the ability to set aside their personal privilege, that you need them to help the military to become more inclusive or that faith matters less than vaccines or that we don't want them to bring their patriotism to the ranks. Tell them those things and recruiting will stay at a low, low ebb. But you tell them that you'll make them into warriors in the spirit and vein of those who went before them and stormed the beaches and rained from the skies and defended and protected that which we hold dear and they will beat a path to the recruiters. So thank you, Staff Sergeant David Balavia, for reminding us that the warrior ethos is still alive. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Yeah, I'm just telling you, man, I read that and I wanted to join back up. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, when he ends that thing by saying, if you want a war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you. So help me, God, someone else will raise your sons and daughters. I'm just saying, that's, that's the kind of thing that makes people want to join. Not to be warmongers, but just to be warriors. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right um man the text lines are already going boomer uh so yeah folks if uh you want to text in or call in the number is the same 833-687-4448 and uh, if you're texting in for the very first time 
That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the number. If you're texting in for the very first time, text us your first name and where you're from so we can uh, we can work with that and, and plug you into our system. James from Harvest just heard my monologue uh, and, and just said basically, oorah. So uh, thank you, uh, James. Appreciate that, man. Um, Bruce from Hazel Green just said awesome monologue, Phil. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville said, God bless America. Great job. Great monologue. Mm. Uh, see this kind of thing that just, this, I guarantee you, just hits a chord. John from Huntsville. Um, I don't know what happens, but he's talking about your Alabama basketball team. <laughs> he's just he giving Boomer a ration. He Alabama's is. basketball team finally went kaboom, LOL, says John from Huntsville. <laughs> that's, that's for you, Boomer. I, I figure. Um, Sean from Owens Crossroads says he was with 2-1 and 3-5 in Fallujah from May to November 2004. Uh, we took the Jolon district, he says. Crazy because I was an Air Force dog handler. How about that? That is crazy. Wow. Uh, Sean, thanks for your service, man. By the way, I was in Baghdad 2004, and the, uh, the operations plan had us go into Fallujah, uh, and that actually, um, uh, my, our portion of that got canned. So uh, we, not like we didn't have enough going on in central Baghdad, though, I can tell you that. But, yeah, exact same time frame, so appreciate you. We were on the ground at the same time, Sean. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and he also just texted in again, says, anytime Fallujah's brought up, my stomach drops. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I get it, bro. Um, uh, we have a new texture on the line. Boomer, he just texted in. Cody from Ooh. Muscle Shoals. While I was watching, the text has popped in. Cody yep. Cody from Muscle Shoals, glad you're on the on the line with us, dude. Uh, we got so much happening right now here at Right Side. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, we I, do. I, I, will say, <laughs> I will say this. There's a lot of doings happening in our doings world, um, but uh, not the least of which is that this coming Wednesday, uh, the new, the newest uh, version of what you can hear from Right Side is coming out. The new podcast with Boomer himself and the lovely McQueen. Um, yes, you it's going to be awesome. You guys posted that video. This we weekend. posted the video. Yes, on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook and stuff. It was just, it was just, it just funny. It just cracked me just, up. Yeah. Just well, funny. actually, you posted two. Yes. You have one little promo video. <laughs> then you have the one of y'all sitting in the studio with McQueen trying to figure out how to use the headphones. And you're headphones like, and microphone. Oh, and, and you oh, got man. up and left the room. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking to you know, have her do it with me. But you know what? It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, actually, I know what you were thinking. <laughs> she makes you look good, man. She makes me look really good. Yeah, I'm saying she's your better three quarters. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the the new podcast with Boomer and Queen, McQueen drops this coming uh, Wednesday, February Wednesday. the first. Yep, it'll be up on Wednesday. All podcast forms. Where all can they find it? Say, Boomer. Let's see. You can. You'll probably be able to see it on the website, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, on Spotify, iHeart. You name it, it'll probably be there. By golly. Yeah, just look up Right Life podcast just right life or the right life and you'll find it part of the right side family that's right all right well that's <laughs> that's pretty cool I'm, I'm glad of it it's gonna be fun it is gonna be fun I, I think what's important too is that we've got we've got opinions that they come from various angles um you know that, that right side is you know i, I th- there was there was talk about one day having the phil williams show and i was not at all comfortable with that but what i love is having right side radio and then right side media which does other things so mm. uh very very cool Speaking of which, y'all, if you're not familiar, uh, Right Side Radio is its own business. We are not part of uh, one of the channels you're listening to in terms of anything more than having a relationship with them uh, with the airtime. Uh, They're wonderful. I mean, we get along great with the management of all of our stations, and they have been just wonderful for us and with us and walked us through some things and, you know, showed us the ropes. Uh, but I will say this, uh, in the end, uh, Right Side is still its own business. And if you want to advertise on Right Side Radio, the Nielsen rankings have this show as the number one afternoon talk show across the northern part of the state. And if you want to advertise on Right Side, you got to contact Right Side. 
we can square you away. But yes, we do sell our own advertising inventory, and uh, and we would love to have you on the team. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to our website, rightsideradio.org. That's www.rightsideradio.org, and you can uh, find the contact tab. Send us a message, and we'll get uh, we'll get our folks in charge or in, in 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 with you. I know. Sales folks are up in Huntsville today meeting with some people uh, who did that very thing, Boomer. Yeah, um, and then they did. Also, they just ran, they they uh, emailed in, and then we got got them right to. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it too. <laughs> yes, me um, too. I'm excited for that one to I was, that one to start airing because I was communicating with yeah. another one too this morning. Oh uh, yes, uh, you know, Second Amendment friendly, if you will. Mm. Uh, and then talking to another one the other day, a, a brand new gun range that may want to advertise. So I'm digging it, man. Love it, especially yeah. gun range. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. Oh. Oh saying. yeah, maybe we should do like a gun range, like I don't know, get together with all the ruffians one day, <laughs> you know, bunch of ruffians, bunch of ruffians guns. at the gun range. Yeah, we'll see what. <laughs> oh 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 oh! <laughs> Got a brand new texture too that just came in. Laura from Decatur says, "Shout out to Ernie Yarbrough for being a guest again. I like it." Laura from Decatur, we agree. Uh, Ernie's a good one. In fact, I was pretty stoked because Ernie's name came up in our show on uh, Friday. Uh, he's going to be carrying a school choice bill that we're pretty excited about. Our friend Becky Garrettson from the Equal Forum was here talking about the Price Act, which is going to be um, a school choice bill that they're touting and, and supporting. And um, and she said the bill sponsors were going to be Larry Stutz and Ernie Yarbrough, um, both of whom from North Al- Northeast Northwest Alabama, actually. Uh, so, yep, Laura from Decatur, glad you're on board. Sean from Owens Crossroads says, gun range with Just Love Coffee catering. Ah, <laughs> ah. I like it. Digging it. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, Dustin from Hazel Green. I uh, got about a thing about a Florida, Florida bill that says that uh, handgun owners win huge. I did see that. In fact, I may do a Second Amendment segment later this week. Um, Dustin from Hazel Green, I'm telling you, he wants to know about that new gun range. So <laughs> he said, I've got a $3,000 Creedmoor build I need to stretch out. Ooh. Man, bro. Oh, that's, that's that's serious. So, uh, Dustin, if you're looking for known distance range, if you have not been to Talladega, which is right down the road from you, I mean, it's like a about a 45 minute drive down the road from you. Then one of our newest advertisers is about to be the Civilian Marksmanship Program. They've got a CMP range with computerized uh, uh, targeting. Uh, you can go out to six or 800 yards. I forgot which on their known distance range. It's it's epic good, and you ought to check it out. So um, there's that. I think I just did an ad for them, basically, by doing that. <laughs> you did. Tell them right side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris from Madison just texted in and said, served in Baghdad in 2003, Desert Storm vet, and OAF-1 vet, Army Hua. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for your service. All right, folks, up against the heartbreak. Coming right back with number one of the Triple Dipper, executive action. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 